This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Elliott, dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence, a lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 97 of Press Pass, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. Joshua, it was another big weekend for college football. I know the Big Ten is not back yet, but guess what, my friend? The Big Ten is in the latest AP poll. Are you? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> it's, um, all right. So let's let's just break this down before we get any deeper here. I think it's the dumbest thing ever uh, yeah. the way that they did this poll because there's there's no standard for voting. So some of the AP voters said, since they're not playing, I'm not putting them in. Some of them said, sure, I'll put him in, but I'll weigh what I've seen out of teams who have played. And then other voters are like, let me vote on based off of what I think of these teams, regardless of who's played and who hasn't. So that's how you get an AP top 10 with Ohio State, which is clearly one of the best teams in America, like probably head and shoulders above Notre Dame, Georgia and Florida, like without even asking the question at number six. Here we are. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. When it came out, I think everybody was like, this is the weirdest poll ever. So really quickly running through it, Clemson in the top spot at number one, Alabama two, Florida at three, Georgia four, Notre Dame in that five spot, um, which is just questionable (laughs) at best. Uh, Ohio State back in the poll at number six, Auburn at seven, Miami Joshua. I don't know if I'm a full believer in Miami. I'm a partial believer, but they're at eight. Yeah, I'm not um, a believer yet. Right? And then Texas. Texas is at nine. That's just egregious. Did we see what happened over the weekend? We'll Some get into that. Some of the voters that. might have missed it. I guess they did. Uh, Penn State, another Big Ten school at 10. And then I wanted to address the other Pac-12 only school in the top 25 is Oregon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always Oregon. No surprise right. at 14. Wisconsin 19, and even Michigan making a spot in this week's top 25 at number 23. So, yeah, I I mean, you look at this poll, it doesn't really mean anything still. Nothing's going to mean anything until all these schools 
start to play again, at least until the Big Ten is playing again. But it's almost just comical just watching the poll every week to see how they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's been just a weird year in general, and then it manifests with this poll as well. Reality of the situation is once we start seeing everybody in action, then I'll really start tuning into these polls. Right now, this is all just stupidity. It is, and it's it's fun to make fun of too. So that's it is absolutely that's part of it too. So we're going to make fun of a conference in just a moment, but we're going to talk about in this first segment the the stuff that happened this weekend in college football. And I will admit it was a little bit more exciting with the SEC actually playing. That is where uh, clearly I put a lot of my focus because that's who I cover down here in the South. But just some of the highlights out of the SEC this weekend, I want to start with who everybody is talking about down here, and that's Mississippi State and Mike Leach, former Washington State head coach at my alma mater, upsetting LSU. Look, Mm -hmm. Joshua, I'm not completely surprised by this for the sheer fact that LSU did lose a lot of guys. They lost their Mm -hmm. quarterback, who was the heartbeat of that offense and, quite frankly, the entire team. And look, nobody really has seen a Mike Leach offense in the SEC to that capacity, whereas, you know, he goes to Washington State. He had success there. But let me tell you something, Joshua. Mike Leach doesn't like to change the way – he game plans. And you started to see it when he was at Washington State because guess who didn't win seven straight Apple Cups? Guess who lost Mm. seven straight? Mike Leach. Mm. Because Mm. Washington figured out how to beat that guy and he never wanted to change the game plan. Therefore, we didn't win an Apple Cup against our rival in seven straight years. He might have won us some games, but we can't win a rivalry. My good rivalry it's it's not a good thing. So I think it's it's a little overhyped down here right now with the leech train. What do you think? Well, you know what? I, I think the hype is is uh, deserved to a certain degree. Let me say this: Leach shouldn't change a damn thing until he loses a game in the SEC because what he did was unprecedented. We saw a single game passing record set by KJ Costello. He eclipsed the old record by about eighty yards. So just to put into context how prolific of a performance that was for the SEC. And he did it on 60 passing attempts, which is what Leach is going to do. Sure. And for a a conference that prides itself on speed, it seemed like they couldn't keep up with the type of passing attack you see with the air raid, which is they're going to attack space anywhere there's a void in the defense. That's where they're going to send the ball. They were getting killed on crossing routes underneath that were catching runs. They were Mm -hmm. getting killed on seam routes right down the middle of the field. And they got killed on deep routes as well. And I think it is fair to point out that our expectations for LSU were probably entirely too high coming into this year. Oh, yeah. They lost 17 starters, a Heisman Trophy quarterback. They lost an offensive coordinator in Joe Brady and a defensive coordinator in Dave Aranda, who's now the head coach of the Baylor Bears. So there was a lot that they had to overcome to even get to this point, and it showed. Miles Brennan is not a very good quarterback. He he, And his stat line, 345 yards, three touchdowns or whatever it was, he didn't play like that stat line. He wasn't very good. deceiving there. It's very deceiving. So the reality of the situation is, is that Leach did a really good job in his debut. 
He absolutely exceeded expectations. LSU was probably a lot worse than any of us anticipated, but it's only, I guess, I I wouldn't change that game plan to your earlier point until people start figuring out how to to squeeze the space that's in the field out of there. And then once that happens, you have to do something different. Now, I'll add this one last thing and then I'll get off of my soapbox on this because it's completely fascinating to me is... I don't think Leach has ever had a running back in his career like the running back he has in Mississippi State right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that is going to be the X factor to his offense because when it's, it's, it's a little bit harder to do the air raid thing when the fifth person in the route is not necessarily a receiving threat. Everybody Mm -hmm. in the route combination in his offense can catch the ball and be dangerous with it. That is going to be a challenge for defenses to deal with. Okay, well, I hope you're right, because the reason why I'm going to tell you why I say it's only a matter of time before you know, teams start figuring out Leach's you know, offense is because at Washington State, he actually had a really good running back by the name of Max Borgie, mm-hmm. and Max Borgie was not even nearly used to what he the capacity he should have been used to because... Leach just didn't want to go away from his game plan, you know, year after year, it was always the same thing. And he just didn't use this Borgie kid um, like he should have. And he's Borgie's back this year. So it'll be interesting to see what um, Rolovich uses him like, because it's the same off. It's a similar offense that Rolovich is um, now running at Washington state as the new head coach. So I hope he uses this running back to the best of his ability and he incorporates him into those game plans and switches up things once they start to figure him out. I mean, I'd love for Mississippi to state to have some big upsets this year. It'll just be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. So. I'll say this. I I'm not confident that it's going to be a ton of upsets for Mississippi state. Like they're going to make games interesting just because sure. that style of offense is very new to the sec but the reality of the situation is they're probably like the ninth most talented team in that conference. And yeah. so when you're at that point, like, yeah, you might be able to, to, you know, you'll win a couple of games. You shouldn't win. We've already seen them do that much, but it's, it's too difficult to try to equate the talent for them. And so if, if that offense can't create an edge, I'm not exactly sure it's all there for them defensively to really pull off some upsets. Yeah. It, it'll be fun to watch though, for sure. I mean, yeah, you always got to watch just for the Mike Leach comment at either halftime or at the end of the game. So um, another big day and already Heisman talk, and we're going to Florida for that as Kyle Trask, the quarterback mm-hmm. for Florida who took over for Felipe Franks last year after an ankle injury ended his season, um, had a huge day throwing a career high six touchdowns uh, in the SEC opener, I think that uh, tied with Joe Burrow. Was that right for his? I think that's yes. I think that that was a stat. Yeah, and here's the thing, Joshua. I don't know if you watch a lot of Kyle Trask, but I am a huge fan of his. And I think I talked to you about this last year during the season because Kyle Trask is like one of those stories where he was never given the keys to the car. Sure, like he he was a backup in high school in Texas for from his sophomore to his senior year. He was never the starter. He came to Florida as the backup for two seasons and then finally was just launched into the starting position after Felipe Franks got hurt. This kid has worked his butt off 
and it's paying off. I mean, I'm a believer in this guy. I am too. Um, he's got some really physical, some really uh, unique physical traits that I think will benefit him. Um, also has to be said in this conversation is some of the the weapons that he gets to play with. Yeah. They don't build those type of players at other schools. <laughs> I think the tight end's last name is Pitts. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy is six foot four and can run like a damn gazelle and can <laughs> jump and has sure hands and they're big hands and he's got a ton of range. And so when you're throwing to a guy like that, it, it, I mean, you know, the play, the play tends to work when you're oh, throwing yeah. to a receiver like that. But the fact of the matter is you got to get the ball to him. And so for Trask, I think being in this moment right now, he's he's seizing it. He's taking advantage of it. Exactly. So very excited for him. Now, one thing I'll bring up, and it was interesting. I've been filling in on Columbus Radio this week, and we interviewed a reporter from the SEC, covers the SEC. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I asked him was about Florida's defense because they gave up 35 points to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Right. And he talked about how good – Ole Miss was offensively two good quarterbacks. They had some weapons themselves. And I'm still not necessarily convinced, though. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying Ole Miss is bad offensively, but when you're the Florida Gators, you're not supposed to give up 35 points right. to almost not anybody unless you're playing maybe Alabama or Georgia, depending on the year. And so I'll be curious to see defensively what they actually look like as they settle in. Yeah. Because that number was kind of alarming to me. Yeah, no, that and that's fair. And I don't know whether that's, you know, this is the first game of the season. Their defense needs right. to settle in a little, which could very well be the case. But it is something to watch out for. Um, it is. Especially when you have these offenses that, um, like a Lane Kiffin now at Old Miss, you know, these, the Mike Leach, you're incorporating these, these um, teams now that just put the foot on the gas pedal when it comes to the offensive side uh, of things. And speaking of Lane Kiffin, I do have to bring up it's Lane Kiffin. So of course he's going to have something to some sort of a thing to hype up his players. We all know Mm -hmm. this guy is a little bit out there. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to judge because he's had some questionable things in his past, but at the same time, like this guy is clearly a good coach um, and he gets his players interested and he gets his players to believe but did you see the money bag after the interception you didn't no i did you did yeah so my question is was that a little jab at the uh ncaa there i I mean everybody knows what a money bag looks like (laughs) you know like that that juxtaposition of amateur athlete versus money bag and ole miss has a little bit of a history yes yes you know so i uh I can't tell you exactly what he was trying to achieve there, but uh, from a a pettiness and swag level, he Uh, really won me over with that. I'll tell you what, we've had this conversation before. I know people are really hard on Lane Kiffin. By damn it. I love that guy. Okay. Look, the only reason I'm hard on him is because I know what he did at Tennessee. Like when you get up and just leave the night of like, that will always be something that I hold against him. Cause like, don't be a fool. Like at least right. man up and say, you don't belong here. You don't fit in. Cause I, I agree. Not everyone fits in where they go. I have no problem with somebody saying gotta go, but God, don't do it in the middle of the night lane. You know, well, you know, like, Kiffin's on, a, huh? was a Joey freshwater lane. Kiffin's a middle of the night kind of guy. So I guess it, so. No, but <laughs> Lane's hilarious. I mean, this guy is like, I could, 
I could sit if we if I got to cover that guy every day, it would be like the best job in the world. He's it'd be he's a lot great. of fun. Let's talk about my favorite conference. No, not the Pac-12 because I actually like the Pac-12. I just like to rip on my own conference and pull and uh, you know talk about their weaknesses, which outweighs their positives right now. But the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve ah. continues to prove us right every time we talk about them on this podcast, yeah. and we not talk nicely about the Big Twelve. Sure. Don't at me with your comments. So Oklahoma. Yes, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, falls to Kansas State this week, this last weekend, Joshua. Please tell me you were like, am I reading this score right? No, I, I, this was expected for me. This was? And, and not, not that upset necessarily, but the Oklahoma losing to somebody that they should absolutely beat was, <laughs> was an expected outcome for me. And let me tell you why is because they don't play no damn defense in that league. And, and so what happens when you don't play any damn defense is your quarterback turns the ball over a few times and you're screwed. Because a lot of times at Ohio State, we won a national title. And I think Cardell might have turned the ball over, not just Cardell, the offense, might have turned the ball over in the national championship game like four times. And wow. we still beat the brakes off of Oregon because wow. we had an elite defense. And yep. so when your quarterback's not having a great game, you can beat people when your defense is elite. They yep. were going to have troubles because their defense can't stop a damn soul. Exactly. And you know what's crazy about that, Joshua? They actually hired Alex Grinch to try mm-hmm. to like turn over the defense there and actually start to build their program you know, not all around defense, obviously, but to really incorporate that by hiring Alex. And I know you know about Alex and he, of course, was at Washington State, which he did a phenomenal job up there. Mm-hmm. And he just I don't know what it is about the Big 12 that like they just can't even move the needle in terms of trying to change things. They don't try it, to, though. They, it's it's bad. But I mean, I thought you- Oklahoma was trying to by this hire. No, this is what happened is they hired a guy who they thought could bring a little bit of a new scheme. They paid him entirely too much money. Too much money. And yeah. They can't they can't get the type of player that they need. They had a really good linebacker last year who well, people think he's really good. I, I felt like he had some flaws, neither here nor there. Yeah. They recruit defensive linemen with short arms, which is a terrible trait, and those yeah. guys aren't explosive. They yeah. have some DBs in that league, but those guys are still getting rained on, bombs over Baghdad. And it's the same thing. We'll get into Texas here in a little bit, but it's the same thing with them. And and until this league can put an, em- an emphasis on playing defense, on being elite defensively, ain't a damn thing going to change. Nope, it's not. And then you go over to the, the their friends in Texas, uh, who we just said where they ranked in the AP poll. I think uh, whoever the voters are clearly didn't have on any type of glasses when they were At doing all. their polls. I mean, this is this is a game that came down to the wire. It went to overtime, Joshua, with Texas Tech. Okay, I'm sorry. There has to be some sort of like distance between those two programs if you're going to be talking about Texas the way we talk about them. There is no way this game should have went to overtime with Texas winning it, 63 to 56. Not a lick of defense in this game. And don't tell me that Tom Herman 
is some sort of great coach who is turning this program around when this is this is the type of game they play. Yeah, no, Tom ain't turning shit around. Excuse my French there. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's lucky he didn't lose this game either. I'm fired up tonight, as you can tell. I am too. He's, he's lucky they didn't lose his game because his seat would have been burning hot. Right? It would have been so hot. And and here's the reality of the situation is, and I, I think Chris Ash will have, uh, he'll do a better job this year when we, when we do the year in review than Alex Grinch. But yeah. Chris Ash paid a lot of money, was brought in. He was at Rutgers. He was a defensive coordinator at Ohio State when I was playing there. He brought us a quarters defense. We became very elite playing that defensive system. And he yep. was brought into Texas to do the same thing. But yep. they have the same issue. They have short defensive linemen, short arms. They don't punch very hard. They're not explosive. They got linebackers. They don't tackle well. They can't cover. They can't stuff the run, which is a bad trait for a linebacker. Is you can't cover mm. and you can't stop the run. It's two things that you're asked to do. And you can't tackle either, which I'll get into the amount of missed tackles they had, egregious. <laughs> and then the same thing with the defensive backs. They are getting rained oh, on. Yeah. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah. But I know the one thing out of that game that kept Chris Ash up more than anything else was the fact that his guys could not tackle. Because when he came in, that was point of emphasis number one, was he was going to install his defense, and as a part of the defensive install, was learning how to tackle properly. And those guys must not have paid attention in whatever type of training camp they had because it didn't look like they took any type of coaching period. No. And and I get it. Like again, this is a it's it's just a weird year. 2020, we just don't know what we're going to get out of anything. But at the same time, I mean, they've had some time to, you know, learn this new defense. And you would think that just like this type of game wouldn't be this close and the defense you would have seen a little bit more effort out of it in terms of like you said the tackling et cetera et cetera this is not their first weekend back so um i don't know this is this is going to be interesting they have they're i think they are um they host tcu next this saturday so Hmm. um, let's see about that we'll see what happens Okay, guys. Well, Visa knows that that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether they are our corner stores, our coffee shops, or our favorite shops. Local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, those local businesses need our support. So it's now time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, Make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with the contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop certainly matters. Visa everywhere you want to be the official partner of the NFL. Now, I messaged you earlier this week, or it might have been this week, this past weekend, and I said, I have some really um, heated stuff I want to talk about when it comes to Larry Scott and the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell you what it was because I wanted it to be kind of a surprise so that maybe you could get as heated as I am about this. Because five days later, I'm still as heated as I was when I originally got the message from my brother. As you should be. Yes. My brother went to Eastern Washington, but he's a he's a big Coug fan because we're a household full of Washington State Cougars. So he's a Pac-12, you know, he watches the Pac-12, follows it very closely. And he messaged me the other day and he said, Kayla, did you hear the latest with Larry Scott? And I said, no, other than he's an idiot, like every 
you know, every week we talk about him, how he's dragging the Pac-12 down. And he's like, well, listen to this. He goes, because he lives in Sacramento. And I guess there was a San Jose Mercury News article that came out by um, John Wilner. He's a writer over there. And supposedly the report is uh, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott gave out nearly $4 million in bonuses, including sure $2.5 million to himself a month before he laid off 94 people. Uh, uh, and you have to think, why again is Larry Scott still the commissioner of the freaking Pac-12? Why? Yeah, I can't even tell you. He, um... Okay, so this is, I'm trying to think of strong enough words. Gross incompetence, I think, is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. And, and here's why it's gross incompetence here, is you gave out nearly four and a half, or four million dollars in bonuses, two and a half to your damn self, before you lay off 94 people. So what that tells me is either you weren't talking to your finance department and had no idea these layoffs were coming, which is very- which is a joke. Un- Yes, I will never believe that because it was within a month of of laying off all those people. Or you just said, I don't give a damn. We got some little extra money hanging around here. And instead of trying to do everything I can to make sure these people stay employed, including getting rid of bonuses for executives and potentially even reducing your executive team salaries and company-wide cuts on 401k matches or whatever they do for retirement, like all these things that that ethical companies do to make sure that they don't put people on the street. He's like, no, I'm going to give myself more money and my little cronies up here, more money while I'm putting all these people out of work. Absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen such incompetence. It's disgusting. And if I were the president's, I'm talking to all of you at the Pac-12 schools, which I'm a proud grad of Washington State, and I support the Pac-12, but I'm not going to sit back here and act like nothing's happening from across the United States. I'm looking at it from outside, looking in, and it is a complete disaster. Figure it out, Pac-12. Presidents, mm-hmm. get together and get this guy the hell out of this seat. This is this is bringing our conference down. It is making us laughable. You don't understand what people say about you over here in the Big Ten, in the SEC. You're a joke. Yeah, and until listen. you get this guy out of here, you're going to be a joke. Retweet. So figure it out. Mm. Period. Mm. That's it. Okay. That, that's punctuated right there. I couldn't say it any better my damn self. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, you know, this just, it, it, it has to happen sooner than later, Joshua. And, and I know the Pac-12 is finally playing um, this season, but at, it, in my so, eyes, until Larry Scott steps down, it's not the Pac-12, it's the follower of the Pacs. Okay, so so here, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Do the university presidents like that guy? I mean, they have to like him, right? Because he's still employed. To. Well, they yeah. have to, or there's something else that we just don't understand listen he he got some uh compromising photos of somebody somewhere i'm telling you 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 just never know with these things because there's just all signs point to the obvious get this guy out of here but but what's nothing's happened there hasn't even been really talk about it yeah and and so Uh. we just continue to to question joshua what what is it with larry scott 
is he ever going to be gone? When is he going to be gone? So all I can say is I hope that enough people start to talk and start to bring pressure on these presidents to finally get him out. And if not, um, this, this conference is truly going to be in a lot of trouble. So, well, I'll tell you what the, the pressure is, is what absolutely will do it. Yeah. Because that, that to me, like you can, I've seen people operate in spaces where they are way in over their heads and they're very incompetent and it's, it's relatively harmless to the outcomes that arise but mm-hmm. the fact that there are people who are looking for employment elsewhere and he's lining his pockets, it's where you got to draw the line. We're in yep. the middle of a damn pandemic. You know how hard it is for people to get hired right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be funny as I say that. Like, I'm, And we're I'm not smoking... getting raises either. Believe me. No. no. None of us are getting raises. No. No. So. Okay. I'm done. Okay, good. I'm glad we could both vent on that one. Um, hopefully, you guys, we didn't scare you away there. Well, we might have. If we did, well, guess what? This podcast isn't probably for you. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. All right. Well, even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that means hiring is more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a higher tried indeed out now with a get free $75 credit at indeed.com slash blue wire. Um, this is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through the end of the month. Okay. Final segment. And we continue our get to know the coach. And like I promised Joshua, we're talking about, Minnesota's PJ Fleck. <laughs> My guy. Oh, yeah. So, of course, I'm going to have you chime in here in a minute on some of the things um, that you've learned about PJ in your time covering the Big Ten because you have so many fun stories. But I wanted to really start it off with a couple of just facts about this guy. I always love reading coaches' bios because it is really fascinating to see like their line of how they got to where they are, right? Because mm-hmm. most of them, it's just a long line of jobs and step step stoning up the ladder, you know? Right. So PJ Fleck is actually from Illinois, and he was born, uh, or sorry, he played football in Illinois. Uh, he also played college football at Northern Illinois, and he was a wide receiver, which I didn't even know. So that was his position in college. And this was another thing that I found out, Joshua, and maybe – you can add to this since you went to the Ohio State, but he was actually a grad assistant under Jim Tressel. Yes, he was. At Ohio State. Is that where he picked up some of his um, game day decor? Like, Yeah, what? he yes. <laughs> and he's always talking about uh, Jim Tressel as well, which I would be too. I mean, talking about one of the best coaches that, that's oh, ever yeah. coached. But yeah, that, that was his deal. He's, he is a, he's a, a Tressel coaching tree type of guy. Yeah. Um, he talks about the motivation tactics that Trestle had. He talks about how Trestle liked to build a program, the character, all of that kind of stuff. Um, don't know if Jim Trestle was really into the custom suits 
the way that old PJ is, but you know, it is what it is. Well, and you were talking about that. You guys probably didn't hear our conversation about this last year when we brought up PJ Fleck, but Joshua pointed out the fact that he actually, yes, indeed, he and his wife, I believe, um, they like the customized lifestyle of their clothing, right? That's right. So he actually has like customized suits for every, is this for the like stuff during the week or because he wears so, like that tie. Yes. So and his like game the, day is okay. a pullover, yeah. long sleeve pullover typically yeah. with a dress shirt and a, a, a fat knotted tie fat underneath. Tie. Yep. But press conferences during the week. Okay. He comes in That's amazing. with a full custom, sometimes it's three piece, beautiful suit. You can tell that they're high quality textiles. They've been wow. tailored to fit him perfectly. He comes in with nice shirts. A lot of times he'll have French cuffs, big Ooh. tie knot again with the tie bar on there, a really nice looking pair of shoes, probably, you know, Ferragamo. Magnani, you know, something, Alan Edmonds, something really high quality. And you can just see the class. It it just, it jumps out at you when you're looking at him. It's a drip. It is a drip. drip. He's got the drip. (laughs) I don't even know what that is, Joshua. I I just know it means like, you know. It's swag. Yeah, swag. I know swag. I have swag. I know what swag is. Now, to add to that, I did not know this either, and maybe you didn't, but he, I don't know, like, is he in shape? Like, uh, he he's, tell, he's like, pretty in shape. Okay, because he's an avid runner, I guess. And, I, think, I mean, yeah, he's probably an avid rower, too. Yeah, he, exactly. So, uh, speaking of avid rower, the row the boat, you guys have probably heard that a lot if you R2-D. are watching game day or yeah or in the big 10 and i believe joshua this actually came um about because um, unfortunately um his son passed away shortly after birth is that right his son colt mm-hmm. yeah yeah i couldn't i i i didn't know like the full story but this is just something to kind of like you know you get through these tough times you got to keep moving forward is that correct kind of what that's his mean. deal oh um, yeah yeah, and, and PJ's a, a very um, wear your emotions on your sleeve type of guy. And yeah. he's he's like he's as philosophical as a coach probably ever gets. Sure. And and so that's how you get to this point. Like I think he and not to say that he absolutely he shouldn't internalize the loss of his son because that's definitely something you should internalize, but right. PJ is somebody who who owns all of his experiences and wears them all on his sleeve, if that makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I I honestly think that sometimes, you know, you're never able to see a real person because I think people are afraid to show the challenges to anyone that they've Mm -hmm. gone through, right? I think most people try to hide everything and say, oh, life's perfect. Oh, I've never been through this and that. I think the people that at least I admire the most are the people that actually kind of show that stuff and, you know, say, this is why I'm the person I am because this is what I've gone through. Right. So I think I, I, I'm all for it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's PJ Fleck for you. If you guys didn't know Minnesota's head coach, you will now, and soon you will be hearing more about him when the big 10 joins the play. Can I, I want to say anything you want to add to this since you know him a lot more than I do. Yeah. My last fun fact on PJ 
is I know he is um, a, a viewer of Big Ten Network because Ooh. in his uh, media availabilities, a lot of times he will make mention of Dave Revson for saying something that, you know, PJ doesn't necessarily agree with, or he will make mention of, yeah, you know, the guys on the TV network said we weren't going to win this week. And <laughs> I myself have made fun of him on Big Ten Network because one day he said, we're playing family room defense and I have no idea what the hell that even means. Um, and so just just to point out, he has a little bit of rabbit ears going on to the point where he watches BTN and then will internalize things that we say on that network and, and, and bring it to the next press conference after he wins a game. Well, so there it is. It's, it's funny because every coach can claim that they don't follow – the clippings and the articles and the radio, but there are some coaches who keep a very close ear to all of that. And I think more so than not, there's more of them than, than we think do actually pay attention. So, um, Hey, whatever you use as your motivation, right? I guess. I mean, if I were him, I, I, uh, (laughs) a few hours in the day. I mean, time is, is very, very, time is very thin. As a coach, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I'd be watching Dave Revson and BTN, but more power to maybe, him. Maybe he just got his people on that, and they just, they just update him. They probably you know? do. Maybe he got his people. All right, well, we appreciate you guys joining us for another episode of Press Pass. I surely had fun, and I was able to actually get out some frustration. It's been one of those like past few days. I'm already revved up and ready for the work week, and so um, that was fun today to kind of just – be able to vent a little so appreciate you guys for listening and joshua you know putting up with me here today but where can they go to follow you on twitter where you did last week you even gave advice about what to get at sonic maybe this week it's a new restaurant i don't know yeah so um at rip underscore jep is where you can find me on twitter here's this week's advice i'll give it to you right here on the show (laughs) so you you know about instagram influencers you know, uh, typically really pretty people. Uh, A lot of them live on the coast, very superficial, like to post about all the fun experiences. A lot of them are not a hundred percent real. Just wanted to, in terms of like, yes, physically and, and, um, otherwise, and I'm getting into the otherwise. So yes, physically they're full of plastic and, um, (laughs) uh, on a lot of botching toxin or whatever it is, Botox. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm going in today. Um, and so out, out in California, there was somebody who retrofitted a mobile home to mimic the interior of a private jet cabin. And okay. they're they're renting out time slots for influencers to go in there and, and take photos so they can look like um, oh, they're, they're wow. taking a, a private flight. Wow. And this is on top of influencers also going on the app Turo to rent cars to make it look like they own fancy cars. It's on top of them. Um, going out and renting by the hour apartment spaces so they can take trendy photos and very wow. modern um, and well-decorated spaces on top of them wearing fake designer belts, bags, shoes, you name it. So now um, they're they're pretending like they're flying cross-country on private jets. So uh, that's what incredible. I'm going in on. This is what I'm on lately. And, and, and I'll finish with this is uh, somebody said, if you realize how quickly people forget you once you die, you'll stop living for other people. And so the moral of my story is a lot of the stuff that we're chasing and we think, you know, we got to keep up with the Joneses and it's going to make us happy. It's fake. It doesn't exist. It's a facade. 
Amen. So stay in your lane, live your life. Man, that's the best advice I've heard all week long. Great advice to end this podcast, Joshua. I could not agree more. I appreciate that. That's great stuff, man. Uh, you can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV, uh, at Kayla Anderson TV on Instagram. No, I am not renting out any type of spaces um, to act like I have something I don't. I live in an actual one-bedroom apartment um, and pretty much have my whole career with my husband because we've moved seven times. So that's the reality of my life. <laughs> um, that'll do it for this week's episode of Press Pass definitely please guys have a great week i know we're in fall now um please don't go out and buy those like pump and spice lattes that's disgusting all right sick all right see you guys have a great one football is back and you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on all the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT.